Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Happy Labor Day. I hope you have had a fun and rest-filled weekend. And then many of you are getting to extend that into a long weekend today, at least here in the States. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. But before we dive into today's conversation, here is a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Y'all know I tend to be pretty optimistic and future-oriented. I'm not one to dwell on problems, as you saw. Let me say on Instagram, we're always trying to figure the way out and the best way out is through. And that's sometimes the only way to solve a problem is to, you know, sit with it for a bit and be in it and work your way through it. Y'all know me sitting in pain isn't my favorite thing, but I do love the feeling of finding solutions and healing. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I'm often surprised how conversations with my own therapist will like meander around, but end up yielding a exactly what I needed for the problems I was facing. God, I'm so grateful for her. I want you to have that kind of support too. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You fill out a brief survey and BetterHelp matches you with the therapist and your journey towards a healthier you has begun. They make it easy to switch therapists at any time too, so you can be sure of a great fit for the help that you need. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. So visit betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. And be sure to check out the show notes for links to our sponsors like this, the transcript of the show, and your chance to sign up for the AFD Weekend Review, and we'll email you all the things. Today on the show, I get to talk with my good friend, Matthew West. You may remember Matthew from when he and his lovely wife, Emily, were on the podcast during Couples Month in 2020, or when he launched the Matthew West podcast on the That Sounds Fun Network. Maybe you know him as the voice behind so many of your favorite Christian songs on the radio. Since he is a five-time Grammy nominee, we're going to talk about it, and has basically won all the awards you can win as a Christian songwriter and artist. Well, I'm excited to get to talk to him today about his journey into writing his newest book, The God Who Stays. Y'all, it is heartfelt and beautiful. Such a good reminder that no matter what we're dealing with, God is always with us. I love this guy. 
and his family. I cannot wait for you to hear from him. This is a note-taking episode and maybe a tearjerker. We both cried at one point. So that's good for you to know. Here's my conversation with my friend, Matthew West. Matthew West, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Like we haven't been talking for 40 minutes sitting in here. <laughs> yeah, we should do two pods. The pod before the pod. That's right. I... I was so excited to come here today and uh, to visit your offices again. Yeah. Which do your listeners like? Do they know how stylish? (laughs) They know I don't pick it. Yeah, my team is very cool. Uh, It's like I'm walking into Restoration Hardware. No, No, it feels. It's got a vibe. It's got a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You made it better because you brought cookies. I did. Do you always show up with treats? Is that part of being Matthew West? So I do have some personal rules. Like one. Well, so. You know, I have to confess to your listeners, like, I completely messed up our first interview time. That because was last you week. had just played the Ryman. And I totally. Headlined it. But I spaced and I felt terrible. And so I was like, I can't come to my rescheduled podcast interview with Annie without <laughs> bringing some, some cookies. But, you know, when I do a lot of, like, songwriting, most days yeah. I'll be writing songs. Yeah. And I'll be writing with different writers or artists. And my rule is... It's not always financially like intelligent, but like I always buy lunch. Yeah. Because in my mind, this is how insecure I am. If that's the only contribution I make <laughs> to the songwriting appointment, like if I don't, ha- if all my ideas are terrible, <laughs> at the end of the day, they can say, "Man, that guy." But he bought me lunch. He bought me lunch. Yeah. He bought me a taco today. <laughs> that's really nice that you always buy lunch at your co-writer. So even if I do a bad job on this yeah. interview, you can like I can walk out of here feeling like. You know, she's probably still going to finish the day going, you know what? Yes. That's a stand-up guy. He brought me some cookies. (laughs) I do love – okay, will you talk about headlining the Ryman? Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. You know, um, there's – one of my favorite authors wrote a book called That Sounds Fun. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And um, that, to me, would have been like – it was yeah. the equivalent of like the things that you're going, okay, like adventure, what yes. what's yes. your bucket list, dreams. What yeah. And I will say that it was a real challenge for me to be in the moment and like soak up the fun of the moment because it's like also like when you're getting to do something really cool, like play your first ever show yeah. at the famous Ryman Auditorium, like yeah. there's a lot of pressure that you yeah. can put on yourself. And so I felt equal parts. Like yes. I was... One minute I'd be soaking up the moment, yeah. and the next moment my head would be just thinking about a million other things. But yeah. it was a really sweet thing. My favorite moment of the show was my daughter <gasps> came saw. up and sang with me, and it was a song that I wrote inspired by my daughter's because boys are starting to come around. <laughs> uh-huh, right, right, right. <laughs> and it's a song called Before You Ask Her. Yeah. And so the boy that my daughter likes was actually in the crowd. <laughs> 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 and you're like, I'm singing straight yes. to you, brother. Yeah, but I mean, my daughter Lulu, she stepped up on stage. Like nothing phases her. Her voice is beautiful too, She's, But she doesn't even like, it's like she doesn't even care. Yeah. Like it's not, I'm like, do you want to sing with me at the rhyme? And she's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, should we run this song? She's like, no, I'll be ready. And I'm like, what? Wow. And then sure enough, she showed up on the on the day of the show at the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. And at five o'clock before the doors opened, we ran the song. Yeah. 
everybody was speechless. The whole crew yeah. was like, what just happened? Uh, then she came out on stage and knocked it out of the park. It. So, But it was fun. I had a lot of like special guests join yes. me. And it was sort of like the coming together of my two different worlds of yeah. writing songs for other people and yeah. then putting out my own records. And so yeah. we got to do a mix of that, which I was I saw a lot Carly Pierce came out with you too. <sighs> I love her. She's like this mysterious, like superstar now. Like yeah. it's like she's a dear friend, but like I didn't see her the whole day. Yeah, this is funny. I'm on stage at the Ryman, and we're coming up to her song. Yeah, we were gonna do a song called "Truth Be Told." Yes. that she recorded with me. Yeah, but I didn't know if she was there. Oh, you hadn't because I her hadn't at all. seen her. <laughs> And then, and I was like, so I was like, I'm pretty sure when I introduced her, I must have said it like, Carly Pierce? <laughs> like, please welcome to the stage, Carly Pierce? Like, I think. like who typed a question mark in the teleprompter? Because I literally didn't know if she was right. there. And then she appeared like yeah. magic. Yeah. And crushed it. Yeah. It is amazing to watch someone become like an industry darling like she yeah. has in country and stay like very grounded oh. as a human. That seems impossible to me. The fact even that like... She didn't have to do that duet with me. Mm. She didn't have to show up at the Ryman. Like, she's got two yeah. of her own Ryman shows coming up this fall. Yeah. But she did. Like, yeah. she got off tour with Kenny Chesney and showed up at my show yes. to sing a duet with yes. me. And it, like, and I just told her, I was like, you don't know how much that means to me. And she's like, well, you don't know how much that means to me. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, it was a moment where, like, that song, when she heard that song, it really resonated with where she was at in her life, yes. what she had been through. And she she even said, I'd been praying for a way to, like, share how my faith is important to me. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for her. But it was a special night in Nashville. Yeah. and uh, Is that a venue you've been, like, holding out to play? Like, does it feel, does it feel special to you? Because that's probably, like, to me, the Fox in Atlanta and the Ryman are the two that I'm like, when I get to do shows there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it was just a matter of I had been a guest at the Ryman mm -hmm. on other performances. Like sometimes they'll bring the Grand Ole Opry to the Ryman. Yeah. I yeah. think usually sometimes at Christmas time they'll yeah. do that. And so I had been a guest in years past and maybe gotten to do one song. Yeah. I remember like li little Jimmy Dickens introduced <gasps> yeah. me one night before wow. he passed away. And so, but just to do my own concert, I feel like I've rarely done my own shows in Nashville, period. Yeah. I've always performed everywhere but Nashville. So, yeah. I don't know that it was something I was waiting for. It was, I, to be honest with you, it was probably something in the back of my mind that said, you know, you're just not, wow. you're not popular enough or you're not, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Like, you know how your mind can kind of keep you away from bigger things sometimes. Yes. And I'm always yes. very driven, but there was a fear about playing the rhyme and like, will people come? Like there's so many shows that people can yeah. see in Nashville. Yeah. So if I'm being honest, yeah. that might be one of the things that kept me from booking my I'm own show at the it. Ryman. Yes. And then it was just like, what am I, what, why? Why would I be afraid of that? Like, let's go, let's, let's shoot our shot and let's have an amazing time. And it wound up being just that. A funny thing about you and I, we are both so driven. It's one of the things we love about being friends is we're both like, to the moon. And then we're also like, no one's ever going to come, are they? <laughs> we're like, oh, that's the last book anyone's ever going to buy. Do you think those things too? Yes. I am right. convinced, like, don't put another tour on sale. No one's ever going to come. And that is not how it works. But, but the both of us, like, people would probably be surprised to know that because, I mean, I know you, like, you project confidence, mm -hmm. not like arrogance. There's a yeah, difference. Not, yeah. Right. But like, because you, because you're so fearless in your pursuits, I think people would look at you and go, well, nothing scares Annie. Yeah. 
But that's not true, is no, it? Oh, right, right. It's, I don't ever want to put the Ryman on yeah. sale. <laughs> it's literally, it's maybe like you and I are like, we're jumping off of a cliff and not thinking about if the water's deep enough until we're already in midair. <laughs> that's right. They're like, everyone stop, stop, stop the water, the water. <laughs> it's too late, dude. That's right. I, yeah, maybe, I think that's you and exactly I, right. I feel like every time we have a meal or even get to yeah. have a conversation like this, we... We re- while our Enneagram numbers might be different, I right. feel like there are a lot of similarities yes, in our wiring. Yes, we're built very similar, yes. <laughs> um, what venues do you have left that you would love to play or headline? Do you have ones that you're still jonesing to do? So the crazy thing is, is I got to play Red Rocks in Colorado yeah. the same month that I got to check the Ryman off oh my of gosh. my list. And so, yeah, the Caleb did a big thing out at Red Rocks, yeah, right? And had a bunch of y'all out. it was epic. Yeah. It was like the coolest yeah. night and it's just the most beautiful surroundings. So yeah. I think my goal is to, you know, we want to make the Ryman show an annual thing. Oh, brilliant. So, and when I do, you need to come and like speak or something. Oh, like, that'd be, be so fun. fun. To, yeah, like, I've never done a thing Well, you do. Stage. You should do your own Ryman show. I, I know. It's, it's in the it's in the. Is that on your list? Yeah, by the, by the time I'm 50 is what I told. I told so. Oh, I told Nate Bergazzi, and he was like, "Annie, that is like nine years away. You're gonna do it before that." And you I was say, like, "Well, that's that's my- 29 years away." <laughs> that's right. Um, yes, but I would love to. Well, I, he's probably my, yeah. Nate's probably sold out the Ryman. I think he has. I'm not sure he sold out the Ryman, but I, I know he's headlined. When the did Ryman. you have him on Christmas? He is like, is does it get funnier than Nate Bergazzi? No, I don't know that it does. He is. He's just so fast. In a slow way. Yeah. yeah. You can see how fast his brain is working, but it doesn't come out. Sometimes some of the fast brains, it comes out of their mouth too fast. Yes. And Nate has a fast brain that doesn't, he doesn't slow delivery that's like, oh. That's exactly right. Oh, he's a trip. And you don't have to worry like, is what is coming out of his brain that's going to come out of his mouth going to offend someone here? No. I mean, he may push buttons, no. but but he's a clean comedian. His whole bit about the dead horse. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, if, if, I mean, I don't want to get inside. Maybe your listeners don't know that story, but they need to go find it. So I prided myself on like discovering him before he like blew up, I thought. Yeah. And then we were at this event together and I went up to him and there were all these other artists and I didn't care about meeting them. I like, (laughs) so I was like, hey, Nate, you know, nice to meet you. I'm I'm Matthew. And uh, I was like, man, I just got to tell you, I've told like 20 people about your, special yeah that they need to see it yeah and he's like oh he's like he's like so what do you want some sort of a kickback or something like, <laughs> and i was like no i was just trying to tell you i'm a supporter and he's like he's like oh am i supposed to give you like 40 bucks for every person oh my and God. I, and I, it was just funny i'm like i'm like of course his response is you know you can't ever have a normal conversation absolutely not with absolutely those people not. no no there's no the sincerity that lives in them does not come out of them as easily well you you're at it you're giving me comfort just even here chatting the fact okay, that great. like you're that you're the same way like sometimes i'm like what's wrong with me that like i would think such fearful thoughts yeah. in the midst of such like perceived courage or yes. bravery because yes. like whether we're putting a book out yeah or booking a concert or yeah. doing those things and yeah. we're ultimately we're doing those things because we believe we've been called to like yeah. encourage people. Yes. But then we ourselves can get really discouraged before oh, yeah. you put that song out, that book out, yeah. that show or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, but what is it? First Corinthians it's like says, if you build it, they will come. Is that, is that in the new? <laughs> is that First Corinthians? <laughs> no. I feel like that's First Field of Dreams. That's Field of Dreams. That's what 316. it was. <laughs> But yes, I'm kidding. Very, I'm yeah. Kidding. But no, I I do believe a little bit, and if you build it, they will come. In that, 
there is nowhere to gather if you don't give them somewhere to gather. I mean, mm. it's what you've done with your podcast. It's what you do with your songs. It's what you're doing with your new book. All your books you've written. There are seven of them, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah. I counted on Amazon. Seven of them? You've written seven books, Matthew. <laughs> and nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. It is just amazing that you have so many. You're good at so many different avenues of art. It's Uh, wild. But um, if we place, if we give people a place to gather, they do. Yeah. They're looking for invitations like that. I am. I'm looking for invitations like that. And it's not up to us to decide the size of the gathering. Wow. Like, And for that to, like, be the sole validation for whether or not. Yeah the creative work we yes. put out was good enough. Yes. Right. I think that's been the biggest challenge. I will say like, and I'm, I mean this, like you, your encouragement as the way that you just lead, the way that you celebrate things too. Like I walk in and you guys give me a special award. Yeah. For the trophy Cause you but, had 2 million downloads. But like, it's huge. You, I, I heard it said once about like my Enneagram number yeah. that like they have a hard time staying for the confetti to fall. Wow. And I wrote about it a little bit in my book. Like I okay. love to celebrate other people, but yeah. I don't really do a good job celebrating me. And sometimes yeah. I'll struggle to go like even a success can sometimes feel like a failure because yeah. I haven't allowed myself to like properly figure my way through. the. It's just I, I'm probably making your listeners go, OK, this guy's got issues. But no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but you set a really good example of like you celebrate the big yeah. stuff and the small stuff, and yeah. it's like I need that reminder to yeah. like not just go looking for the next mountain to climb, but like man, celebrate I don't it. don't see the confetti hit the ground. That is like a wild. I, thought. I feel like I heard that on your show, like I maybe I don't remember during it, one of your any summers. summers. That is like that. I told you about your Enneagram summer. Yes, messing me. you up. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I saw we took a break this summer. I was like, I need to not hurt people for one I summer. You, I was like, you we'll broke back. me. <laughs> I mean, you write in The God Who Stays, you write about in 2020 yeah. when you would go on walks yeah. and how much your brain was having to readjust to slowing down and being home. Why, why did you call it The God Who Stays? I mean, it's a song title, but yeah. why? Well, I called it that because I wrote a song by that title. Before the pandemic, I thought I knew what the song was about. Yeah. But then when the pandemic hit, and that wound up being the song that was on the radio during a time of extreme isolation yes. for all of us, yes. I was I could see God like orchestrating this season where that was the message that was going to be delivered to the world via my platform. Yeah. This reminder of a spiritual closeness we can experience in the midst of physical distance and separation. Yeah. But in my own personal life, I was starting to understand the words of that song on a deeper level. And really like as a result of the pandemic, I found myself kind of doing this return to taking some inventory of like yeah. who I've become as a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. maybe areas where I haven't grown the way I think I should. And really just overall looking at like, like, what do I believe in? Why? And like, God, I, why do I feel like there's a distance between you and me? Like one of yeah. the big themes about the book in my, um, from my personal story is like feeling like I've gotten better at talking about Jesus than actually talking with him yeah. and talking to him. And, and kind of wanting to return to the 13-year-old me yeah. who didn't live as much life as I've lived, has made didn't make you know as many mistakes at that time, yeah. but just knew that he needed Jesus, like had this feeling with everything that was in him, mm. 
my story is not my own. I think I think I need Jesus. Yeah. And I called out to him and I remember that moment and some day some days the enemy makes me feel like you're never going to get back to that kid. Like mm. you've moved too far away from that blue couch you were sitting on. Yes. And this whole book was about me having a desire to return, but God showing me Matthew, do you think I stayed on that couch wow. after you got up and went away? No, I've I've matched you step for step. Yeah. I want to I want to have a friendship with you. Yeah. I really am the God who stays with you. And so this book's kind of been a chapter by chapter reminder that I needed yeah. of a God who stays in all the ways that he does stay. Yeah. He stays faithful, he stays patient, he stays loving, he stays forgiving, he stays kind. And and then how he calls me to be the kind of person who stays mm-hmm. with others that yes, way, yes. D- not giving up on other people yeah. either. So, so that's kind of why I, that's the why, yeah. right? I think, did I tell you this story about the Uber driver? No. So the reason why the book was born, it was born in the backseat of an Uber yeah. <laughs> on March 12th of 2020, which was the day like the world oh, this, shut down yes, for us. Yes. Yep. So when you were out on the road. Yeah. I was on the yeah. road and we had a show canceled, but the whole country like shut down. Yep. And I was, um, we were in Trenton, New Jersey, and that was like, you know, we were all starting to freak out, yeah. right? They said shows canceled, the city's going on lockdown. Yeah. We didn't even know what that word meant at the time. Right. And uh, they said the whole tour's canceled. Like, it's about to get crazy. And I got a flight booked, and then I booked an Uber to drive me to the airport, and it was an hour away. So I yeah. knew, I was like, this is going to be an expensive Uber, but right. I was just panicking. Right. I wanted to get home. And so I was having kind of a panic attack in the backseat of the yeah. Uber. Just like, what's going on? Yeah. Calling home and all these things and sort of freaking out. And about 30 minutes into the drive to the airport, this song comes on the Uber driver's radio and it's my song, The God Who Stays. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, this is crazy. And he just has it on like one of the Christian yeah, stations. Yeah, he's listening to some Christian radio station <laughs> and it's my song coming on. And we're driving down the Jersey Turnpike and I look at him and I notice he's just, God, he doesn't have a care in the world. Does yeah. it's as if he didn't know about the pandemic. Right. He's smiling. He's singing every word of my song. Oh my gosh. He knew it. And he was from a third world country, so it was like in broken English. Yes. And I'm just sitting in the back seat going, What is happening right yes. now? Yes. And so I started singing with him. Yeah. And uh, I figured if I sing loud enough, he's gonna he's recognize. He's gonna recognize. He's gonna be like, Is this in stereo? <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the end of the song and it ends and I'm like I lean forward, it's like, hey man. What'd you think about, you know, how do I sound? Yeah. Thinking he'd be like, oh, you're the guy. Yeah. I just heard you. Right? Yeah. And instead he, he kind of joked. He's like, oh, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> <laughs> and he was kind of making fun of me. And yeah. he's like, he's like, but it's not your fault. And I said, why? He's like, cause you're not professional. Like the guy on the radio, <laughs> you keep trying, you keep trying. He like kind of encouraged me. Right. Matthew. And so I, to me, it was the most beautiful moment. And I never told him that it was me. Yeah. And the rest of the drive to the airport, I forgot all about the things that were making me panic. And I yeah. talked to Arthur. Yeah. the Uber driver. And he told me why he loved that song. We had this really special conversation. And when I got back home in the weeks that followed, as everything started going crazy, yeah. I put pen to paper and I started just by telling that story of yeah. Arthur. Yeah, And uh, that's what really turned, that's chapter one. And it yeah. turned into uh, the book. And I, I talk about what it looks like to hear the message of a God who stays yeah. in broken English yeah. and, and how that was a beautiful moment where God was showing me, I'm about to do something in your life and I'm about to bring you closer to me if you'll yeah. let me. Yeah. And, uh, and that's really what I felt like this book has done for me personally. Psalm 66, and I think it's 12. 
I read it this morning, but Matthew, I think it says, you went through fire and water and brought us to a place of abundance. Hmm. I mean, does that, I needed that this morning, right? Like when I read that this morning in Psalm 6, 6, I was like, has this already been in the Bible or did you write this for me today? Right? That's what I love. That's why it's like the living word. (laughs) That's it, right? Right. It's alive and active. Yeah. And things show up. (laughs) I mean, I sent it to. I love that. Isn't that beautiful? So, So when you're thinking about the God who stays, I mean, he's with us in the fire and the water. And he's taking us to a land of abundance. Have you experienced that? Do you feel like that's true? Oh, without question. And I think, you know, one of the chapters talks about how, you know, it talks about places where it's like, okay, here's all the ways that God stays in our lives. Yeah. He stays with imperfect people. He stays through our anxiety and our fear. But there's one chapter that talks about how he stays with the plan. Yeah. And a lot of times how we contend when we're in the middle of the fire or we're in the middle of the water, we can't see the abundance. And we might be tempted to think that our circumstances have thrown God off course or or our choices more so, right? I mean, how many times does the enemy try? I mean, I swear, like, Satan... He's he's really good at what he does, mm. right? He's a liar and he's a thief, but he he uses the same tricks on That's every it. one of us, right? And we still fall for him. Yep. And too. over and over again, too, yep. right? Where he try to make me believe, well, because you did this, well, God can't, you know, he says he knows the plans he has for you, but I feel like at my worst, I believe the enemy telling me that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven was written in past tense. Yeah. Oh you my know? gosh. Like for I Say know the that. plans I had yes. for you. But now you've screwed it up. Now you screwed it up, you big wow. dummy. Right? Like that's wow. the message translation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the Matthew International <laughs> version. <laughs> but like, I mean, at my weakest or at mm-hmm. my most discouraged, I'm tempted to think that like, oh, my choices have disqualified God's plan. Yeah. And so for me to dive in and like that chapter means a lot to me because I talk about like God staying with the plan, but really his plan is to is to pursue me yes. Yes. and for me to n- know him more and then ultimately to bring me home, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so like just understanding the bigger concept of the plan that God is staying with yeah. and realizing that my little mess ups or my my fire or my water doesn't mean that God's not staying with the plan. Yes. And to and the promise that you just gave the listener right now that yeah. abundance is coming. Abundance is coming. And the problem is there's a version of Annie that wants to go like abundance is coming. Great. I bet it's next week. I bet <laughs> I bet we're almost done with the worst part. And I bet it's all good. And then sometimes the Lord's like, no, I'm in abundance in like 40 years. Hmm. I just meant for you to like keep going on the path with the plan. Yeah. Right? We just like a thousand years is a day to him. But a thousand years is a thousand years to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's the, I mean, that's the hardest part of patience and yeah. trusting like his timing because I don't understand it and I want it now. Yeah. The, one of the things I talk about in that chapter is like how a lot of times we talk about the best things that have ever happened to us in life. Yeah. And one of the things I like to think about are like the best things that never happened. It's oh, almost wow. like a, a different way of like, remember that old Garth Brooks song, like some of God's greatest yeah, yeah. are unanswered <laughs> prayers, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's not unanswered prayers. It's, mm. it's prayers answered in the way that, you know, rejection is never rejection yeah it's and so i talk about some of the rejection i've faced in my life and how my story's been marked by chapters of rejection but how they've always been like this is not rejection yeah like it's get ready yeah i've got something bigger and something better for you and you may not see it now but i think we do need that reminder that abundance doesn't 
The promise of abundance is not a promise of it right around the corner. Yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Third Love. I know I'm not alone in this because my friends and I have had these conversations. We've all had experiences with bras that don't exactly keep the promises they make. You know, that they'll actually be comfortable and supportive and look great under your clothes. You've been through that too, right? Well, with the digging and the pinching and the anything but smooth silhouette, is it too much to ask to just wear a cute shirt without lines showing that I'd rather not show? Enter Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. It's super supportive. It's comfortable to wear all day. It won't show through your clothes, and it's made millions of women very happy, including your girl AFD. Y'all know this, but my 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, yes, I own more than one. They are my favorite. They feel like they were designed specifically for me, giving me confidence and comfort and keeping their promises. So, a little known fact is that your bra size can change six or more times throughout your life. So, now's a great time to find a bra that actually fits, and Third Love's got you covered with their fitting room quiz. You know we love a quiz, you guys. It's like a personal shopper, but better. It focuses on size and shape and fit issues and your style to find bras that are just right for you. The Fitting Room Quiz has helped over 18 million women find their true bra size and you should be and could be next. With Third Love, you never have to get stuck with a bad bra again. They have expert fit stylists on hand, and they make it quick and easy to return or exchange if you need to. In fact, returns and exchanges are free for 60 days. So do what I did and ditch your bad bras, you guys. Get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash sounds Sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about, KiwiCo. Y'all know I love to have fun with my mini BFFs, whether it's summertime or on an evening after school or on the weekend. I do understand how sometimes the inspiration of what to do can be a little tough to come by, though, especially if the weather isn't cooperating and you want to avoid those screens. Well, KiwiCo to the rescue, you guys. KiwiCo delivers monthly crates full of science and art projects, perfect for kids of all ages who want to keep their imagination active all summer long or all weekend long. Your child will have fun learning with super cool hands-on projects delivered to their door every month. They'll be so excited to see their box in the mail. KiwiCo Day will be their favorite day of the month. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are too, y'all. I'm always impressed. These are real engineering, science, and art projects designed to make learning incredibly fun for kids of all ages. So, is anyone at your house as crazy about slime as my mini BFFs are? It is a real phenomenon. Well, KiwiCo has a doodle crate that allows your kids to make their own color-changing slime. Now, before you skip this because you hate slime, hear me out. You know KiwiCo always thinks of everything. There are little storage containers for the finished slime. Bless the Lord. Maximum fun in science learning. Minimum mess. Plus, you get to learn the science behind thermochromism with squishy slime that shifts colors when it changes temperatures. Mix and knead two batches of colorful slime and then draw on them with an ice water dip stylus to see their color change powers in action, y'all. It is so fun. So make the end of summer a new learning adventure every month with KiwiCo. Get 50%. Let's like five zero, you guys. Off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code that sounds fun at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Matthew. 
I watched a, a dating coach on Instagram today, and she said, when you've been ghosted, you've been holy ghosted because God's <laughs> actually protected you. Oh. And I thought, man, how often is that true that we think the thing that we have asked God for that we don't get is actually we think we're being punished and God's going, I'm protecting you. That's I'm I mean, protecting you. Right? I mean, that's the um, – we don't want to hear that. No. Like, and we wish we didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Like that's, I think a lot about like when I was writing the book too, I thought a lot about my kids. Yeah. But then I found out like, oh, like how similar I still am to where my, like but my desire is to protect my kids from having any heartbreak or, yes, or any pain or whatever. And then, and yet I'm sitting down writing this book about how God has shaped me so much by the worst <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know. but my heart as a father is still to protect my children. Yeah. And I have to think that God's heart for me mm. is still is to protect me yeah. through fire and through water. Yes. He's not going to abandon me. Yes. I had a counselor say to me once about like my kids, it was like, your job is not to change their story. And to, your job is not to like rewrite things for them mm -hmm. your job is to like walk with them through it yeah. and it's like as a parent <laughs> yeah oh, that's so hard that's terrible but just to know like okay i'm gonna stay with my daughters like they're gonna go through hard things and i can't rewrite their story yeah they're gonna make choices they're gonna do things and i'm mm -hmm. but my job is to let them know that i will never leave them yeah. through it and um i feel like th god showed me that about his heart for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the difference is he is in control and yeah. he's going to allow things to happen, but ultimately he's going to pull me through that fire and that water in his time. Yeah. I have some friends who are, their family's going through some real hard stuff. And another friend and I were saying that what we're praying for the kids is that the only hard things that would stick to them are the things that told them something about God. Mm. Right. That all the pain of this season that their family is going through, that all the bad stuff that doesn't actually draw them to God, that they'd forget and all they remember. And then I thought, well, I don't want that for me. I don't want to hang on to any of the stuff that is painful. And then I'm like, no, but there are things that hurt us to heal us Jeez. and that God allows to draw us closer to himself. And I'm like, well, if I'm praying that for kids that I love, I've got to be willing for to God to do the yourself. same. Yeah. And no. I don't want that. I don't want it either. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so thankful that. that like there's not a thing that he sees as useless. Like yeah. he will every any and everything we experience or go through in our lives mm -hmm. or our kids will go through in our lives or whatever is is something that he will use to bring us to an awareness of our dependence on yeah. him, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and that's why I felt like in the chapters I was writing about like, okay, I want to write about how God stays with us in the valley, right? Yeah. Through the fire and the water. But I want to write about how he stays with us. Like one chapter is called God stays for the party. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it talks about celebration. I thought a lot about in Annie Downs on yeah. that part, like the celebration <laughs> and, um, but just to realize that like he, he uses it all. And yeah. I want everything that I experience in my life to point me to, okay, like yeah. uh, the, this good thing that happened. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. This bad thing I'm going through. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me through it. Right. Yes. Um, yes. I, I don't know why I'm thinking of a story that, uh, is not in the book, but it feels like it points to yeah. the book. But I maybe it's just because it's fresh in my mind. But I took my daughter to this camp. Yeah, it was a father daughter camp out in California, 
And we did this walk. Was it like a whole week of just you and Lulu? It was a whole week. And with my 16-year-old. That's really sweet. In my brain, I thought you dropped her off at camp. I didn't realize you stayed. No, I stayed with her. Wow. Okay. Part of me doesn't... I don't want to tell it. Well, if I tell it, I'm going to like... I've I've told it once before and I started crying. I told it to my wife. (laughs) We have tissues. But uh, to me... Okay, should, I, should we? Do we have time? Yeah, of course. So one of the activities we did, it was like this. Um, it was like a trust walk. They yeah. called it, and they had like a group of dads and their daughters, and they separated the girls and they blindfolded them and they made them like they sat in like the woods uh-huh. and waited while the dads got these instructions. And the instructions were. You're going to have a walk with your daughter and you're going to go behind them and put your arms on their shoulder, your yeah. hands on their shoulders, yeah. and you're going to instruct them with four things. And you're going to tell them these four things, but you can only tell them one time. And then we're going to lead you through this walk and things are going to change throughout the walk. And the four things that you can tell your daughter is, I will never leave you. Yeah. You can ask me anything. You can always trust me. And listen only to the sound of my voice. Holy cow, Matthew. That'll make you cry just hearing the instructions. So the counselor (laughs) said these instructions. They said, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah, why am I crying right now? I I literally was crying before we started the walk. So I go up to my daughter. I hear my daughter. I look at her. I see her blindfolded, my 16-year-old Lulu. And she's like, Dad? I'm like, yeah. I'm here, and I put my hands on her shoulder. I said, I'm going to tell you four things, and I can only say these things one time, but it's important that you listen. Yeah. You can ask me anything. You can always trust me. I will never leave you. Yeah. And listen only for the sound of my voice. Yeah. And then we started walking, and at a certain point, the counselor would say, would motion for me to take my hands off of her shoulders. Yeah. But I could still talk with her. Right. And I'd have to lead her. Well, you're going to turn right here, this, that. Right. And then at a certain point, they tell me I couldn't talk anymore, but I could answer questions. Yeah. So if she said, you know, which way do I go? I would say turn right. Yeah. But I couldn't, right? Well, then a counselor would walk up as like the voice of deception to my daughter and say, hey, your friend Megan got turned around. We all need to gather the group. If you follow me, I'll lead you back to the group and we'll continue the rest of the walk. And they warned us. They said, now some of your daughters are going to follow and <laughs> some of yours go. are going to yeah. remember the instructions. And so in my mind, I'm like, Lord. And they said, don't read into this. <laughs> yeah. It's just one day. <laughs> they feel so, safe here. Yeah. <laughs> so sure enough, like my hands are off. I'm following behind my daughter. I'm now quiet. Yeah. She sort of stopped. Yeah. And kind of going, what's happening, right? Sure enough, here comes the voice. Hey, hey, Lulu, your friend got sidetracked and uh we got to rally the group so i'll come and oh, follow God. me okay yeah. and i'm i'm just waiting watching she goes okay <gasps> <No>. <laughs> to her credit the the deception was like pretty i probably would have followed too, totally right? but what they did is they walked her they led her just to a tree yeah apart from everybody else wow and as a dad i had to stand there and watch Gosh, and i God. stood there and i had to wait for her to remember the instructions yeah 
And what were they? Like, you can ask me anything. Yeah. Uh, I'll never leave you. You can yeah. trust me. Listen only for the sound of my voice. Yeah. And she's standing there and she'd be like, Dad? And I can't answer that because it's not. It's not actually a question. Right. Yeah. And so, like, the counselor had to go and, like, remind her, like, what were some of the instructions you heard? Yeah. And finally, and I'm not, I was standing there just like just going oh please call out to me like yes. i'm here yeah i'm here i'm so i was so close i was as close to her as i am to you right now just waiting for her to call out to me and ask for help wow and she standing face in this tree blindfolded and the counselor comes up and is like well, what were some of the instructions she's like yeah oh i can i could ask him anything and the counselor's like yeah that's that's a good one and she goes dad are you there oh and i was like I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. We're just in the woods. Like, this is not real life. <laughs> and she said, can, can you help me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to help you. Yeah. She's like, okay, which way do I go? And just like that, we were right back in sync. Yeah. And I was able to help her. And she asked, and I was there, and I never left her, even when she was... <laughs> Even when she had forgotten the instructions. Yeah. And I just, I just can't, I just couldn't help but see like myself and my savior yes. in that same situation. And how many times I've landed in front of a tree right. and just. On my best days, and, and I landed in front of a tree. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> forgot the instructions. Yeah. And forgot that I could ask him anything and that yeah. he's never going to leave me and I can always trust him. Yeah. And I should listen only for the sound of his voice. Yeah. And I listen to all the other voices and they land me in front of a tree. <sighs> and then the other voice tells me he's not with you anymore. Right. Right. And then I forget to call on his name. And so I don't know. I, I just, <sighs> that story, just that moment, one, it brought me so close to my daughter yes. and my heart for her just I just love her so much and and two it just kind of like made me feel like okay this this message of a god who stays this is not just a message I need yeah I needed it though yeah and I think it, the same with my songs Annie like usually when I write a song that I need somebody else needs it too yeah. so what was it like for Lulu after that what was her experience of that moment by the tree well it <laughs> She took her blindfold off when we made it to the destination and she looked at me and she's like, she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't like, <laughs> like she felt like she let me down. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you, that's okay. Like you're yeah. fine. Like, yeah. and what followed that was this incredibly uncomfortable exercise where we had this, we went apart just the two of us and we, we had three minutes of eye contact. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> And I wept. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't. I'm not a crier. I'm yeah. not a weeper. That's not. It's not my thing, Annie. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a male, um, like menopause. I don't yeah. know if it's like menopause or something. <laughs> it's making you cry. I don't know, but it just it. My heart was tender to those moments, yeah. and I feel like the Lord used it in a powerful way to show yeah. me His presence in my life and how He's calling me to be a presence in my daughter's life. Yeah. And so it was a really special moment. I don't know what, I know what made me think of that story while we're talking here, but yeah. sorry for the tangent. Oh, I love it. Do you think you'll take Delaney? I, I mean, are you like, I can't do this camp again. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I might just take the curriculum and go to a that's nice right. hotel. <laughs> go, go, so go to the Ritz. That's right. That's right. And be like, I'm going to blindfold you yeah. as we walk through this lobby. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I will say like the the need to hear God's voice. Like I know the need for it but I rarely am willing to shut off all the other noise. Mm. And so there was something about being in the middle of nowhere yeah. where my cell phone really didn't work and wow. I was stripped of all the comforts of like how I normally live. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I live a very busy life yeah. and I, I, it just was a, it was an important forced um, pause on yeah. some things. That's what this knee injury has been for me in really? August. It's just slowed me down so much and it has been terrible. <laughs> Like, because we're so you and I move so fast at everything, right? Yeah, and and I don't slow down very much. I mean, I I take a rest every week, but I'm not slow as a person. I'm either on or off, and this has not allowed that to be the case. This has made me find nuance in my own speed. Are you finding any like redemptive no. part of it? You're still no, not, not yet. <laughs> I love that honesty though, because isn't it Get like? Me out do, of but this. don't you feel a pressure to always like? like find something that'll preach out of a yes. situation. Yes. Like I hate that about my mind. Yeah. Like sometimes I can't just be in a moment without going, oh, that's a song. This has to matter. Or yes. this is a three point yes. message. Yes. Yes. Or could this be in my next book? Yeah, totally. It, I mean, chances are you will have a chapter in your next book yeah. about your knee. Yeah. Right. But like sometimes you just want to. that's wanna, not the goal. No. <laughs> no. No. I can't think of it right now. If it, I, I mean, that scripture, that Psalm 66, really, I just kind of said to the Lord this morning, like, okay, I've been in the fire and the water, and I believe you that abundance is coming, and I've and I've also had abundance in the middle. That's the thing about being a human, right, is even on your in your hard seasons, you, not me, you, when a Kayla fan award, or even in your hard seasons, I got to go see Shania Twain in concert, or even in a hard season, you know, like. Did you, did, did you get yeah, to see Yeah, I saw it in Vegas. And. I play her song at women's conferences. Which one? Man, I feel like a woman. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like when you do Women of Joy or something? Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel weird being the only guy there. So like, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> well done. No, um, you're right, though. Because it's never all bad or all good. That's exactly right. Which is so frustrating. And we're fooling ourselves if we think it's just, if it, if it's ever all good, it's just because our focus is not, we're not seeing the bad in the moment. But yeah. like you said, there's always, there's always good and bad going on. Yeah. It's the power of perspective is yes. a really important thing. Yes. That's, I, you know, it's interesting. I will say this. I know that you always have your antennas up. And so even if you go through, your pain is... Is something that undoubtedly, inevitably ministers to people because right. the Lord shows you special things through like even the mundane yeah. or the, the junk that you have to yeah. go through. So I think with that, you can, I know that's a little comfort. That's true comfort, for all but, of us. No, it is comfort. I mean, it is comforting. I think that's true for all of our friends listening in for you and I that like the thing you're going through, when you tell the story, it helps someone else every yeah. time. Every single time. I mean, that's what you've done in The God Who Stays. And yeah. I mean, you do it all the time, Matthew, on your podcast. I mean, I, I think most of our friends listening listen to your show already, but Aww. the Matthew West podcast, I mean, it is like, that is what you do is you invite people on and you say, tell me your blue couch story and they and all the other things that are going on. And you give this chance for someone listening to say, me too. Do you, do you mean to do that? Absolutely. Okay, I mean, good. 
Well, I think to me, it's several years ago, I started turning the microphone around and giving people a chance to share their stories with me. Yeah. And that's become like a, a deep well of inspiration for me. But it's also formed, in my opinion, like a deeper connection with people yeah. than before when I was making music that was just my story. Yeah. Inspired by my story. Like, I don't, it just feels like there is like a me too, like, or I'm not an, I'm not the yeah. only one component that I yeah. feel to that. Yeah. So I think I, ever since that experience, Annie, I've been more focused on, and doing the podcast has been so refreshing for me to like, to be on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. Like, like sitting here talking with you today, like it's your podcast, you're the host, you're asking me questions about my new book and that's, yeah. and that's awesome and I love it. I'm thankful for the chance to talk about something I'm excited about. Yeah. But like being on the podcast has been so exciting, like doing my own yeah. where I get to be like focused on somebody else's yes. story and yeah. like that has awakened an all like a new curiosity for me yeah. and but yeah, I mean, there's power. I mean, there's power when we share our story, yeah. and that's like probably one of the main themes. If I boiled my whole career down, really, to one thought, it would just be like we are meant to be storytellers, not story keepers. And yeah. when we when we tell the story, there's no power in keeping the story to yeah. ourselves. The power is yeah. realized when we share it. Yeah. And somebody else goes, "Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah." Hey, friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Brooklinen. Okay, are you ready for cool weather and crisp autumn leaves like I am? Listen, I know I am, and Brooklinen most certainly is too. Labor Day weekend marks the unofficial end of summer, and to celebrate, Brooklinen is hosting a site-wide sale all week long on their award-winning sheets, towels, pillows, and more. I, like, can't even finish telling you about this. I just want to start looking at the website right now. This week, every Brooklinen product is on sale. Every product. We're talking about luxurious sheets, plush towels, cloud-like pillows, throw blankets, and more. And I can't think of a better time to stock up on soft, cozy home essentials before the temperatures drop. Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets, and also your friend Annie's favorite sheets, was created by a husband and wife duo to give customers luxurious hotel-level home essentials. They know quality is the most important thing, and Brooklinen goes above and beyond to deliver high-quality, beautiful home goods by partnering with top-caliber suppliers and using only the highest-grade materials. The result? Durable, better-with-every-use products that you will treasure for years to come. If you've been waiting to splurge on big-ticket items like their heavenly weighted comforter or insanely soft linen sheets, Brooklinen's Labor Day sale is the perfect opportunity to save big, but y'all, it is for a limited time. If you're in need of a total overhaul, Brooklinen's got you covered with all-encompassing move-in bundles. Upgrade your entire bedding situation with their Lux move-in bundle, including buttery smooth sheets, plus the perfect comforter and pillows of your choosing. Or Listen to this. Their 13-piece towel move-in bundles will turn your regular old bathroom into a spa-like experience. I am very interested. <laughs> if you're new to Brooklinen and not sure where to start, rest easy and shop in comfort with Brooklinen's online quiz. We love a quiz. Whether you're looking for the perfect set of cozy sheets or a new robe, y'all, their robes are so incredible, or a complete home overhaul, their quiz is the best place to find a curated list of high-quality products, 
perfectly suited to your lifestyle. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Brooklinen today to save on high-quality home essentials this Labor Day. Are you listening to this after the sale? Well, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com and use the promo code THATSOUNDSFUN for $20 off plus free shipping on your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code that sounds fun. And one last incredible partner to share with you, Rothy's. Okay, so you know when you get completely and totally hooked on something new, like the way I am about watching Tabitha Brown's new show on the Food Network? It's called It's Complicated. Y'all, it's so good. Well, hit copy and paste on that feeling because it's exactly how you're going to feel when you slip your feet into your new Rothy's. Your Rothy's will be your new everyday shoe obsession, the way I feel about Tabitha Brown in general. Okay, here's why. Right out of the box comfort, tons of amazing styles and colors, and you can wash them in your washing machine. Their wide selection will take you right from summer to fall and from fall to winter seamlessly. I mean, it's easy to see why millions of women wear Rothy's shoes every single day. So there's the point in the flat, Rothy's most popular styles, which are a no-brainer favorite because they go with everything. They can be dressed up or down, and they feel as good the minute you take them off at the end of the day as they did when you slipped them on. But Rothy's also has insanely comfortable sneakers and loafers and ankle boots and more. And you know the part I love the most? You know this. Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of single-use plastic bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. I have multiple pairs of Rothy's, and I get compliments on them every time I wear them. I love how cute they are, but even I can't hang with a pair of cute shoes if they're uncomfortable. Not so with Rothy's. It's the comfort for me, you guys. So step up your shoes and accessories this summer and getting ready for the fall and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? I mean, Truly, people ask you all the time, are those Rothy's? Plus, get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Matthew. So everybody's hearing us on Monday. Your book comes out Tuesday. Dang. So your book comes out Tuesday. You, you have a no kidding kind of fall. New season of the podcast, a new book out. You're touring this fall like crazy, right? I am playing concerts, yeah, this yeah. fall, yeah. You're I'm going wild. How do people find you on the road? MatthewS.com? Yeah. Okay. That's probably the best way. Okay. But yeah, we're doing, I, I do my podcast from my studio, which is called The Story House. Yeah. And so um, we're taking this show on the road and calling it An Evening at the Story House. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of combine like the podcast and the concert. And the book experience into one evening. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, I don't know how yet, but it'll be cool. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a like you get your girlfriends and everybody goes. It's a date night. Like that yes. sounds like a full experience. Yeah, I think it's going to be neat. And Matthew, that's so cool. Well, because I love doing like the big show with yeah. the big stuff and big things happening. Yeah, but then I like doing like more intimate storytelling nights yeah. too. And so I think this will be a neat way to like incorporate all those different things that I've been able to start doing over the last couple of years. So it's been fun. I, I, I hope people are out there enjoying it. Like, I mean the, the podcast, like I said, and you've, you've championed me and cheered me on in that, like, yes, but it's been so a really good. beautiful experience and every episode's different. Like I, and Isn't you probably wild? experienced that too. Yes. Your interactions with people are different. Like one of my favorite things is I just created like a hotline where people yeah. could leave me messages. Yes. 
it is so much fun, like getting yeah, messages wow. from people and asking me questions. And yeah. I got the sweetest message from this little kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, dear Matthew West, I listen to your podcast. I'm coming all the way from Nevada. Is it oh. Nevada or Nevada? Yep. To see your show at the Ryman. <gasps> and like we we have a re- and they requested a song and so I played oh. their song. And so it's like just connecting with people has they been came really special. That far to they see came the all Ryman. the way from Carson City, Nevada. Nevada, Nevada. Nevada. I was just there for Nevada. Shania. I should know. Did you say Nevada? Shania. I said Las Vegas. Shania. I said Shania. <laughs> Shania. <laughs> I said Las Vegas. Um, man, that is, yeah. I, I mean, two and a half million downloads in what, three years of a show? Two and a half years of a show? That is like no joke. Matthew. You tell me that's good. I don't. That is good. <laughs> I don't know what's good. Because that's really good. I don't know what's good. Oh. But I. Uh, but I'm just thankful for the chance to do it all. And yeah. yeah, I'm thankful to partner with you too. It's fun. Well, hey, listen, you're a great part of the That Sounds Fun Network. You're, so. any, you're any a summer broke me, but I'm back. <laughs> but we also, but the network puts you back together. I'm back. And, that's how it is. <laughs> and then I start crying again on your show. <laughs> the thing we haven't talked about that we got to talk about before you go is that you won a Kayla Fan Award. I did. The same show where I again lost. Oh, stop it. You hosted and you won. And your face when you won, you genuinely could not have been more shocked. I started crying there too. Immediately. This is a problem. You you had to suck in air kind of crying. You did like a. This is a problem. (laughs) Yeah, no, it just means you have feelings. It's very good. I don't want to have feelings. That's what happened when the Any of Summer broke you. It broke open your heart. I don't want that to happen. (laughs) Put it back together. (laughs) And let me keep my tears on the inside. Yes, I want to bottle it up. Push it down deep. I don't know. I mean, you were nominated like every year that the K Loves has existed. Yeah. And this was the first time you won this award. It was like, what was the soap opera star? Susan Lucci. That's who I say I am. Oh, you are? No, you are. Are not. I got two L's under my name. No, I'm I the Susan Lucci. I was like over oh, nine, dude. <laughs> you got nothing to. I know. I'm just getting started. About. I'm just getting started. Your podcast is for the people. That's right. That's right. It may That's not be it. an award winner, but uh, no, it's, seriously it's though, for the humans. No, but I will tell you. Like I remember saying. Because, you know, sometimes like uh, in Nashville, like even at the record labels, yeah. like, I remember back in the day, like the when you go to the label, like the people that work there would wear. They would have like, they would wear shirts or something with yeah. their favorite artists, yeah. but it was never the artists like us. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that they worked <laughs> that are, with. That they work with. They, yeah. Like they were fans of like somebody maybe who was perceived as like cooler artists yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember, uh, I think it was Bill Gaither said something. I mean, gr- the great Bill Gaither, yes. gospel legend. Yes. But he's like, we. He said something about like we make records that nobody likes but the people. Wow. And I remember like, and I'm totally paraphrasing, probably yeah, butchering it, good. but the principle of it was he was he was commenting on why they might not win a Grammy award right, or whatever. Right, 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 right. Like we, nobody likes to put the people. And yeah. I was like, I don't know why, but subconsciously I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want, like, yeah. I just want, I want, this is for the people. This yeah, is not for- I want for, my friends to love this. It's not for the yeah. Academy. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. I mean, but it felt like a thing when you won that K-Love, huh? Yeah, I didn't want it to matter. Yeah, <laughs> why did it matter? It, uh, everything matters. Of Annie, help it does. me! I'm 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 crying out for help <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think it should matter when you get honored for the work you've done. I mean, I think well, it's amazing. Well, in all honesty, what got me choked up was they had my family strategically placed front row. I mean, on like, that edge. and so yeah. when I looked and I saw 
how much it meant to my mom and my dad yeah, and my wife and my daughters. Who that's, were in their slippers. The girls had already changed yeah, out of their so red carpet shoes. they were so tired with their high heels. <laughs> but that's when it was like, yeah, because that's when you start to like, yeah. the whole, a whole host of feelings yeah. rush in of like, oh, yeah, these people believe, they've championed me. They believe yeah. them. And like, so I get emotional thinking about that kind of stuff. Like, wow, the people we have in our corner, like yeah. we are so blessed. Yeah. And like, you don't get to where you are without having champions people yeah and that's honestly not to point back to the book but like one of the things that the book is about is like is god the god who stays with us is calling us to be the people who stay with others right and one of the stories i tell is one of my like best friends passed away at 50 years old she was a publisher and she was like my first champion yeah and she spent her whole life championing other people her name was cindy and i tell a story in the book about at her memorial service the peop- the pallbearers who carried her casket, they all had a story to tell about wow. how she championed them because wow. for years, very few people knew it, but every Sunday night, you didn't bother her because she couldn't be bothered because she was at the prison giving devotions oh to the female inmates every Sunday night. Wow. No accolades, no awards, no yeah. book sales, no yeah. nothing. She just poured into these women's lives at wow. the women's prison every Sunday night. She passes away, and the people carrying her casket were all former inmates at the prison who she had led to the Lord. Oh, my God. And I thought, like, God, like, what will be said of me? Like, when when it's all said and done, will I have lived my life championing my own cause only? Mm. Or, like, will I have lived the kind of life that, like— where I championed other people yeah, in yeah. such a way where they can say, hey, he pointed me to Jesus. Not yeah. just from a distance because I threw a three-minute song at him. Yeah, yeah. Like that hit me. That hits hard for yeah. me. Just going like, yeah. God, thank you for staying with me. Let me not settle for that knowledge, but like, yeah. let it change me to where I'm a different kind of person for other people. Yes, yes. What does it look like to do that? I mean, I, I joke all the time that any of us that get applause here for our work we do for Jesus are cutting grass in heaven. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, like, like we've, we're have we getting our applause. I, so and I, I have seasonal allergies. That's going to be... <laughs> That's going to be a so problem. So I'm going to have to ask for a transfer yeah. as soon as we get there. And have you ever mowed lawns for a living? Allergies. Have you ever done that, though? No. I worked for the park district in my hometown in Downers Grove, Illinois. Yeah. That job. It's hard. Oh, it was terrible. I'm telling you, but it's the, like, it's the pastors who've been pastoring for 50 years that are going to get to sit and rest. Not me. And we're going to be... I'm going to be holding doors. We can We're going to be weed whacking. We're going to be weed whacking. That's exactly right. That's a terrible thought. <laughs> oh, man. Then you better get to the prison <laughs> on Sunday night. we got to get to the prison. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, Matthew. Well, listen, you know you're always welcome here, so come on back anytime. I mean, your your new bio does say a K-Love Fan Award winner, so <laughs> I would like everybody to know uh, that. Yours is coming. A Dove Award Songwriter of the Year. I mean, you really, I, let me just keep going. No. Five-time Grammy nominee? Five times, Matthew? That just means, gravy. means you lost five times. <laughs> <laughs> That's what but Ricky Skaggs told me. He really? said, oh, gosh. <laughs> One night he introduced me on stage at the Grand Ole Opry. And you know he's won more Grammys than anybody else. No, he the has The great like Ricky so Skaggs. Yes. Yeah, he's got like a warehouse full of them. Oh, my gosh. And they handed him that sheet, and it said, Five-time Grammy nominee uh-huh. to the guy who's won yeah. eighty-five. Yeah, certainly. Oh my god! So he introduces me. Imagine, and he come and he had this snark. He goes, yeah. "Well, says here, this next young man 
is a five-time Grammy nominee. And a few people are like, woo. Yeah. And then he looks off into yeah. the wings, makes eye contact with yeah. him. And he's like, well, you keep trying, young man. You just <laughs> might get one one of these days. <laughs> and then he and then he's like, Matthew West. Matthew, I was like, oh, my gosh. I walked out on stage a shell of a man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's every time we release a book, it's like a New York Times bestseller nominee. Yeah. <laughs> nominated to well, be you are New a York, bestseller. You're New York Times, aren't I, I you? I am. I am. Once, yes. It only takes once, and then it's on all your book titles. I'm good. <laughs> Is I'm that good. right? Yes. It, yeah. My The day that we found out that That Sounds Fun hit, my publisher, Mark, said, uh, the marketing guy, he said, no one can ever take that from you. Now, said, did you celebrate really cool. that? Uh Hard, yes. We, we went big. That's when we went to Dollywood and you were there, remember? Oh, that's wait, was that the celebration? That was the whole sport? day, yes, because I had told the publishing team if we hit New York Times, I'm flying you all to Dollywood. That was one of my favorite experiences ever. It was so fun wasn't seeing it? your fans. And they all came to your shows too. We share all the same people. But they were I'm telling back and you, forth. but walking into your theater, yeah. And seeing your fans at Dollywood they were and so like fun. that was all those friends. That was man. electric. It you was. were there, Craig. Yeah, Craig was there. Yeah. Remember that? You remember that's with the day that we told him that this girl named Hannah existed and now that's they right. live together. Yeah. As married. Husband Wait, and wife. That was the one? That was yes. The day that, I, yeah, that was the actual day that he heard about Hannah for you the first time. You met her at Dollywood? No, no, no. We just told him about she her. She was working at the Tilt Award. <laughs> <laughs> we, she was making, we locked eyes. <laughs> she was making that cotton candy, and I knew, yeah. I knew right then that that was the woman I was going to marry. Was love at yeah. first funnel cake, that's right. <laughs> or what's that bread you? That's it. Oh, love at first cinnamon bread. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a that's a uh, that story is going to be made into a Hallmark oh, movie. It should be. We should write that. Okay, is there anything we didn't talk about? No, I feel like about? I um I critique um I'm oh, already good. critiquing my interview. Oh, great! What's your first thought? That my answers great. were a mile long, and I'm no. going to tell Craig to edit half no. the things I said. No, you don't get to do that. And then maybe take out the part where I got choked up about, take that out. <laughs> Let's see, what else do I want to cut? No, you can do that all you want to on the Matthew S. podcast. Leave the part in about how I brought cookies, because that yeah, was that very nice. Yeah, that makes everybody, and how he buys lunch for everybody when he co-writes. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say was that I loved, I was a guest on another podcast yes. in your network. Oh, yeah? The Dads, Dadville. Oh, Dadville. And I had that a blast. A and I've had episode. multiple people tell me they listened to that episode as well. Yeah. So congratulations to your network on growing like crazy it's with really awesome fun. people. Isn't it amazing? I mean, yeah. we're, we're so lucky you and I to get to be at, you know, at, speaking of amusement parks. I mean, that's what we call it, an amusement park exactly. podcast. And we feel like we are surrounded by really good podcasters. Yeah. They're in it for the long haul. That's the win with podcasting is You told me that from the beginning. Yeah. And, like, and you've marathon. done it. You've, yeah. you've proved it. And you have insane amount of listeners. So, okay, the last question we always ask, Matthew West, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Today? Yeah. What sounds fun to me is... Why am I not prepared for this? We've talked about everything. You've done this a lot of times on the show, a lot of times. I'll tell you what sounds fun to me right now is um, I'm finishing a record. Are you? Yes. (gasps) We're getting a new record win. February. Yes. (laughs) Of next year. But I'm finishing it. Can you come back and talk about it? Yes. But what sounds fun to me is getting the last stinking song out of my head. Oh, no. And it's stuck in my (gasps) head, and I got to get it out. 
Oh no! Is it? Is, does that mean it just like t- tilts a whirls in there all the time? Is it just mm. like? Yeah, I know. And I can't like, and I, I can't crack the safe yet. It's for some reason it's like giving me the hardest time. Oh. So what sounds fun is that getting that safe jerk out of there. Cracked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that safe being. So cracked. what is out? Is can you play it on the piano? Can you play it on the guitar? Do you know the theme of it? Yes, I know the title. Okay. And I know the theme. Okay. This is so interesting for creators. Because yes. people are, I'm, I love hearing this too, because this is, I'm working on a project now too, and I have a little bit of a safe I can't unlock too. Yeah. Okay. So w- where are you stuck? Uh, I know where I want it to go. I don't know the path. So I know the end of the story. I don't know the path of how I want to get it there. Okay. Is it a whole concept, like a book concept? Or no, no, is it no, just it's a just story a portion. Within? Yeah, it's a story within. When's your next book due? It's not a book. It's a project we're doing before that. Oh, so okay. So it's like a devotional project. Oh, so. man. You're always doing something. Yeah. We all are. Everybody yeah. goes to work every day. Well, okay, so it's stuck in your head. Yeah, I have. So the title is, should I say the title? Or will somebody else write it? Someone else will steal it. Okay, so I shouldn't say Probably that. me, so don't say it out loud. Whatever. But you've got the title, and you've got the concept of the song. So what do you need to get out? What it sounds like? I don't like what I'm like. The musical direction right now feels like it's not right. Oh wow! And so I keep I keep vacillating <gasps> back and forth between. So I like I went. Uh, I it's went like a recipe. Yes, and so I've been walking like uh, I feel like uh, Rain Man. Remember yeah. that movie yes. or uh, Forrest Gump? Yes, yes. And I've just been walking in loops. <laughs> like, talking to myself, yes. Just walking over there <laughs> yes. in all the big park land. And I'm just have? like, yeah. and I'll be like mumbling to myself yeah. in melody, like, oh, I think it's this, I think it's this. And I'm like, and a lot of times I'll co- I'll collaborate yeah. with other writers, but then there's sometimes where a song feels like, you ha- like, like suck it up, West. Yeah. Write this from start to finish yourself. <laughs> and so I'm walking in loops and I was just in my own world the yeah. other day. And, uh, I'm walking, and it was right after the rhyming show. Yeah. And uh, this lady walks by me, and I didn't even notice yeah. her. And all of a sudden, I hear, she's like, hey. And I look up, and she's like, we were at the show. Good job at the rhyming. She's like, are you on the phone? I'm like, no, I was just talking <laughs> to myself. <laughs> so if you see a mumbling me on the streets of Nashville, I'm just okay. to get a song out. I'm just trying to finish it. I know. That doesn't uh, sound like fun, but it is. It will be great. I mean, when the album comes out, when you come back in February, I'm going to say, which song is the one that you couldn't get out? I will tell you. And you'll yes, remember. I will yeah, tell you. You'll remember. Because yep. once you crack that code, that is the that is the trick of every creative person, whether it's legitimately baking a cake or writing a lesson plan for school or doing a surgery or writing a book or a song, is once you unlock it and it starts coming out, you are it feels great. And and even the struggle is like Fun, yeah, right. You're like, thank God I get to do this. We're this doing is hard. It. Yeah, yeah. I like, love, I love that. that. I do too. There's a <laughs> there's a painter too. that I follow on Instagram, and he's like, he's crazy talented. Yeah, but he like he follows my music and like sometimes he he sends me coffee. Yeah, like from his favorite coffee place, and I'm oh like, gosh. this guy's amazing. Yeah, but I I watch his process like painting, and I'm like. And it's just like there's a freedom in how he approaches his painting. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I. I wonder what it's like when he wrestles, yeah. like because when he puts the paint on the canvas, like there's no turning it's back, no going back. Right? But for me, like you have a delete button on your yeah, laptop. Yeah, you and I, yeah, we can cut. And I have an eraser on my pencil. <laughs> yeah. But like he just has to go with oh, whatever dot right. he just put. Right. And there's something there's something free about that. So yeah. so maybe it'll be one of those things where I'll just stop walking in circles and mumbling and go, "This is what it is." Here it is. I'm and gonna sing it. 
and I'm going to put it out and see yeah. what people think. So. Well, that's what you're doing with this book. That's what's going to happen. I hope. I All hope, the dots are there. I hope All the it lines speaks to people. So thanks for letting it's me talk beautiful. about it. It's Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I endorse it. I got to read it early, and I, I, think, it's, I think it's a really good book. You can always so. trust me. You can ask me anything. <laughs> I will never leave you. Listen, Listen only to the sound of my voice. I mean, this this is the God who stays. Like yeah. He never leaves us. I, I swear like that. I'm going to have to write a bonus chapter yes. to the book about yes. that story because yes. I feel like uh, I'm just thankful for the reminder that he's given me that he yeah. never leaves. Tell that tell that one on stage when you're out you doing think? the show. Yeah. If I can tell it without. Crying. I tried to tell it today without crying. Didn't do it. No. Didn't do it. <laughs> I'm broken. You yeah. broke me. Annie broke me. Um, hey, thanks for doing this. Sorry we broke you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, you guys, I know. He's just the best, right? Oh, my gosh, that story about Lulu at the camp. Oh, I can't even deal with it. He's just, oh, I just adore him. I hope you are listening to the Matthew West podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to that. It is one of my favorite shows. And grab a copy of The God Who Stays. It comes out tomorrow. So you can go ahead and order it today. And follow Matthew. Tell him thank you for being on the show today. He is just one of my favorites. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And as my knee continues to heal, I can't get away. So I'm easy to catch and easy to find. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me? Oh, listen, there are two things left on my TSF Best Summer Ever checklist. One of them is going to Iowa. And the other one is getting in my float, Pearl, the summertime Pegasus. So I'm blowing her up today. And we're going to a lake. Yes, we're going to go to a lake today. That's what we'll do. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with another one of our favorite singer-songwriters and That Sounds Fun Network bros, Dave Barnes. You may also know him as one other person that we hear every year at Christmas. But, you know, it's Dave Barnes. It's Dave Barnes, you guys. We'll see you guys on Thursday with our friend, Dave Barnes.